Okay. Good morning. So we are on today. We are on. Yeah, we are on page Noah, fifty eight B, at the bottom, and we're trying to figure out uh, the argument uh, between Rabbi Akiva and um, second, Rabbi Lazar. And it was the question about we're at the inner altar. The Kohen Gadol at this point of the service has come into the uh, the gold altar and is ready to apply the blood of the uh, cow, the bull, and the goat. And the question is, does he go to the right or does he go to the left? And uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, there are two opinions. And what's unusual is that we don't go to the right over here like Revi Kiva. And so that's really strange. Why wouldn't we go to the right when in the early services that were done in the courtyard, we quoted a famous rule that you always go to the right, unless there's, uh, in other words, the, that was the teaching of Rami Bar Yecheskel, that we always, uh, shako, the, the words were, we quoted it, shako pino shata pono lo yehe elo derech yamin. Every turn that you turn, you go to the right. There are people today when if they go to a strange city and they don't know if they go right or left, they follow that rule, you go to the right. So uh, the question is, why would Rebbe Kiva not follow that over here? So um, uh, let's start five lines from the bottom on Nun Chesamad Beis 58b. Rebbe Kiva, Nehi Delo Yalef Ni Mechutz. Even if you want to say that the services outside are different than the services inside, there are two different places. There are services in the sanctuary and the services in the courtyard. The courtyard is chutz, outside. So even if you want to say that you don't automatically assume they're the same, totally different altar, totally different order, and you don't learn one from the other, but, e-boy hachinavit, e-boy hachinavit, still, why would, would you, you could, you could go to the right, why would you choose to go to the left? That's the question. So uh, then the Gemara explains, Omer lach Revikiva Medina Bahu Karen de Pagabaresha Bahu Avid Baresha. Revikiva explains that really the, the most important rule would be uh, this rule is we don't ignore a mitzvah. A mitzvah that comes to our hand, we don't skip around it. And normally the very first corner that you would run into would be the first one you do a mitzvah on. In other words, the Kohen Gadol came out of the Holy of Holies and he's headed back towards the small golden altar. And the first corner that he would come across would be the one that you would expect him to do the mitzvah of applying the blood to. So why would you assume the first one? Because of the rule, Ein Mavir in Allah Mitzvahs. We don't pass by a mitzvah. That's a, that's just a good rule in life. You don't say later. <laughs> there are too many people that never got to later. You don't pass mitzvahs by. So then why, in this case, don't you do it? Vamailoa, uh, the very first one, the Shuma Yetzi Elam The Torah tells you you go around over here. It says you go, it's go out. Adanafimikul Mizbeach. So uh, you have to go around. But but since you're starting at that one corner that you would normally do and you make the rounds, uh, the, way, the, the way to come back, the round would be on the left side. 
you want to end up doing that, um, coming back to the, the, that same horn that you missed. You started that horn, and you keep on going, so you'll end up on the left side. Now, why is it, according to this view, you'd end up on the left side, and the other view, you do the right side? So there's a very important Rashi here, and uh, the, uh, the, he explains this issue, which you wouldn't have necessarily known without Rashi. It has to do with wh- where did he exit from the Holy of Holies? Did he exit on the right side or on the left? Yeah, that's the big deal right That's now. the big deal right now. Now, in other words, depending on where he was when he left the Holy of Holies, then we'll know which corner he hits first. And that depends on if there were two curtains or one curtain. Oh, so you want that too? Okay. Um, but uh, let's see if he, I don't remember if he gives a good picture in here or he not. The art scroll has, does, uh, shows it pretty clear, I think. Uh, the, uh, he says yeah, of the, uh, the leaving of the, uh, uh, but let's do the Rashi real quick. Um, he actually tries, um, shows Cohen coming from two different directions. Yeah, you know what? We can show you on, uh, sorry for the online, I don't think I can get you the picture, but I can show you over here. We had a request. Um, you want to come around yeah. on this side and then yeah, we'll I'll come on that side. Hmm. you want me to twist that? If I twist that, would I be able to see it? It'd be really tough. I oh, don't know, to I don't know how good there. No, I don't know how to do stuff like that anymore. You could try, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So we're going to attempt to let the virtual picture in. So a little higher, straighter up. So this has the opening on this side, and this has the opening on this side. Here is the mizbeach. So if the kohen is coming from here, he's going to hit this side first. If he's coming from here, he's going to hit this side first. So depending on where the opening of the curtain is, that's where the kohen is going to hit the. the Mizbeach first. Is he going to go clockwise or counterclockwise? Well, it depends on what side he goes out of. That's oh. right. Oh, that's what I Oh, that's what their difference is. That's what their difference is, yeah. I thought they always had to go to the right. I see the picture. It shows, you know, it's supposed to be here. He's just going to keep going. Right. It's putting him in the direction, right? That's right. It's going to change the direction. Okay. So, um, See, I thought picture. he always had to go to the right. Well, that was the Morris question. Uh-huh. But because we don't learn the inside from the outside, so we're not stuck with the right, we're stuck with the natural movement from which curtain he comes out of. Um, so I don't know whether you were able to see that or not, but uh, let's yeah, see the... Um, go, oh, good. Let's try the Rashi here. Um, yeah, it works. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Rashi, Mehechen Maskel. The Rashi is about 10 lines up. From where does he begin? Mikirn Mizrachis Dromius. We had him beginning from the corner. Again, there are four corners. We call them horns, but the corners of the altar. Uh, he begins from the southeast. So to Kasavar, because this opinion is holds, Shte Parochis Havi, there were two curtains, Bahakitsona Prucha Minadorum, and the outer one opened from the south. 
And so that's where the Kohen is exiting from, the Kohen Gadol is exiting from. That's an Anmasnitzer, Shiyotze Beis Kodesh And when he leaves the Holy of Holies, Derek Hadorim, he, he leaves on the south. Now, depending on where you leave, by the way, is where he'll do the spritz towards the curtain. Because even before, really, after he leaves, he does the spritz in the direction of the Holies. So the actual, the, where, which side will be doing that spritz also depends on this argument. He's a ala parochus. Shehishlem, when he's done with that spritz, then he comes to this, the Mizbeach, but he's coming from the southwest side. Shehishonelo, that's first. And you don't do on the very first corner, like we're going to say later on. But the direction that you're walking in Mizbeach, therefore, he leaves on the southwest. And he goes to the left. And that's the, because that's the direction. Whereas, let's just continue on with the next Rashi, Rav Yossi Aglili, he held no. There was really only one curtain. And it opened in the north. And when he finishes the, uh, the, uh, the applications inside and he leaves the northern side, and then he ends up in the northwest. Well, and, and then that's... Um, so, depending on which direction he's pointed at, leaving the Holy of Holies, that's the, uh, where he'll do the, uh, um, the spritzes. Okay, that's answer number one. Uh, as we turn the page. The Eboy Seima, and we start today's page, Nun Tesamadal of 59a. Eboy Seima, if you want, Isavalea Kafovarega Kuliamulo Pligi. So, there's another issue here, too. Not only which order do you do, but does he actually walk around when he does it, or does he do it from one spot? So if you say they don't argue, that we learn out the, just like the big altar where you have no choice over there, if you want to get four corners, you've got to walk all the way around. Uh, so here also, this inner court, every application, you have to walk. So then what's the argument? This is One holds that you're allowed to make a hakafa to go around with your hand. If you, it's such a small altar, you can just reach over. A marsav, a kafa, barekel. No, uh, that's not called a hakafa. I think sometimes that's the Torah, you have those people that just move their hands, they, you know, they're clapping over there, they don't want to do a kafa with their feet. Or, everybody agrees you can go around with your hand. And this is the debate. That you learn now, you go with your hand the way you would go with your foot. No, it's different. So uh, there's several ways to learn what would set up this debate between the two. Remember in the previous where we were concerned about in the Kodesh Kadosh about how the, the incense was going to come up and he wouldn't stretch his arm over it because he possibly can burn stuff. Mm-hmm. Why are we concerned here that he stretches his arm around He's got a, the way he's going to go around. He can his arm will get very hot or possibly burn from going around the mizbeach. So I was wondering that too. Um, I'm wondering if you could stick your hand around the side, because the application is actually not on the top; it's on the side. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if you can, uh, if it's hard to reach around the side or not. I, I don't know. Um, I don't, in other words, I was wondering if that could get tricky, but I'm assuming that he's not toasting his arm. I'm assuming that there's a way to do it. I was even wondering how hot it is, but I, I guess the coals are there, so it's going to be pretty hot. How high is that? How high is this, man? 
I'd have to look it up and see. Right. I don't remember. Because it may be high enough to where the heat goes straight up versus the sideways to catch it. The question was, how does he hit the corner opposite him? Yeah. Uh, if he goes over, oh, 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 uh, does he go over the top, or is there a way to like uh, hit around? Or the corner right. That, 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 that's, that's Richard's question. So if I come across it, I'll let you know exactly the, but I was wondering that too. That I can't imagine that he would, uh, uh, you know, be burning himself or have to do that quickly. Or I, I, I don't know on Yom Kippur if we actually burn the forest on that outer golden, on the golden Yisbeah. Right, so that's what I would, but wouldn't it be lit anyways? Not necessarily. I think they did the Katoris and the golden one after, you know, uh, Later. So, right. So, Steve Lerner is suggesting that the fire isn't really going on that altar, that, and so therefore, So it wasn't lit. He's saying, suggesting that it, it, you bring in the coals right when you do the service, but at this in point, yeah. And this was just a blood application. It, it could have been cool and no activity on top with the guitarist on there. Uh, could be, could be. Uh, he's saying, suggesting maybe it was it was cool at this point, and then there's no problem to reach over. I don't know. We'll have to again. I'll have to try to look it up to see what the real. Uh, but uh, that's possible too. Okay. But now Lamar has a question on the other. If Sabra Yosef would he agree that you could do it by hand? And the question is, are there two arguments here or one? Is it just the, the, or, the order you go in, or is there a debate whether you stand in one place or, or you have, can you do a hakafa biyad with your hand? Is, that, are there, are there, is there two issues here or one? So does Rabiosi agree that you, the issue is which order, but Rabiosi agrees you can do the going around by hand. Ivan Tani Sefer, Rabbi Lazar said, he stood in one place, that implied from our Mishnah that the first view felt, no, lo svirile, that you don't stand in your place, that you do walk around. So apparently there is an argument about whether you can make a hakafa with your hand, besides what direction you go in, whether you have to physically walk around. Elokimar said, you're right. Let's, uh, let's assume they argue in that too, Kiddushnina Mikhar. Uh, Mar Sabra, one opinion said, a kafa biyad, that you are allowed to make this uh, going around the altar by hand. Mar Sabra, kafa regal. And the other opinion says, no, you do have to go, uh, you, uh, do have to go by foot. Or if you want, you could say, this is the argument. Mar One says, the Torah uses the word go around. So we already know what going around the Mizbeach looks like. So you, you do exact replica of what you do on the big Mizbeach. The other view is no. The entire altar here would fit on one corner of the big Mizbeach. So it's, it's, like, it's not considered like a whole Mizbeach almost. It's almost like the whole Mizbeach is one corner. It's not much really bigger than this big Gomorrah. It's the whole Mizbeach, the top of it. So I'm and a half, right, right. It's very small. Okay. Tanya, Omri Vishmu. So who's right? We have this huge debate about uh, what the procedure was, whether he had the, not what direction you went in and whether you went by uh, hand or by foot. So who's right? So Tanya, Omri Vishmu, Shnei Kohanim Gedol Nishtai Ramigdash. 
there were two Kohanim Gedolim left. Those are the people you want to ask. They, they were there. So there's a debate here. Uh, Argamora says, Bamikdash Rishon, these were left over from the first temple. Uh, the Gra takes out the word Rishon. He has them from the second base of Mikdash. Uh, that's a complicated issue. What, which, uh, but they had two leftover Kohanim Gedolim. So Ze'omar, so guess what? One of them said, Biyadi Hikafti. I did the Hakafa with my hand. I stood in one place and my hand did all the work. And guess what the other one said? The other one said, Beregel Hikafti. I did it by foot. I wonder, what, does this mean that they each followed different opinions or one of them was not remembering right? That I'm not sure. So, uh, this one gave uh, logic for his words. In this one, when it says go around, it's just like you went around the other altar. What do you mean the entire was the size of just one corner of the, uh, of the outer altar? So there's no need to, to take a hike and go around. But are either of those arguments in and of themselves persuasive? In other words, how do you know which one to go by? I mean, if you go by, is that going by Svara? Each one's given their own Svara now. So how do you choose one tomorrow over another tomorrow, theoretically? I mean, I think what you're asking is how, val- how valuable is testimony? What is the, how, in other words, or, the... Or, or, yeah, or what is it, the Tom Dvarav? We normally don't have, like, Tom Dvarav among the other halatas in the Gomorrah. We don't give a Tom Dvarav. Right, well, so we quoted the argument earlier, and so the question was, why did the Kohanim... Uh, what was they, each one gave a different explanation for what happened, right. so how was it explained to them why it was done that way? Um, so, you know, and it happened to be the way we had said it before. Okay. Uh, either way, we have that debate uh, and the, uh, the, we continue. So Rebbe Lazar says, Makomi stood in one place, then he did the application. Masnisimani, who's our Mishnah? Rebbe Yehudi, Tanya, Rebbe Omar, Rebbe Lazar, Omar, He said he stood in one place, Umachta. And he did the blood application. All of them, you went from above to below, except except from the one directly across from where he was standing. That one, you start below and you go above. Um, Are these actually like you put your finger on them and you, mm-hmm. you like paint it downward? I believe so. Not yeah. just a right. This is not just this is apl- this is a dab. I think they call it a. Like a dab it. It's an application. Yeah, Rabbi Yehud Amr Lazar Amr Kamai Amin Makdal. He says that the uh, he stood in his place. Falkulam Unosim Mata Lamal and he went below to above. Except for this one in front of him, Shinosim Malamati went below. What was the reason? Kiheka the Lnitzin Mani. He didn't want to get his clothes, his blood on his Cohen clothes. And apparently, if you do it the um, if you do it the other way, you go from. Um, Below to above, and you dip up so you could drip back on your clothes. I think he's saying if you do it on the far side, because you have to get your clothes on the mishpeah. Yeah, reaching over to the diagonal. If he's just doing it by hand, uh-huh. it makes sense to go down and bring it up as opposed to proceeding to go down. I see. I guess. Uh-huh. Okay, something like that. Okay, so then we said after he finishes the corners, there's one more procedure that needs to be done with this mishpeah. 
That's called He needs to spritz on the part of the Mizbeah called the Tahar. So what does that term mean? My Taharo, the purity. The whole Mizbeah is pure. What's called the Tiharo? So Amar Rabbi Barshila Palga the Mizbeah. He says it means half of the Mizbeah, like halfway point, midway. During the, there's a term when the sun is in, mid, uh, in the middle of the sky, it's called the Tihar, the the uh, midway point, Fabe Palgadiom. So the, he's saying that term means uh, he was doing the corners before, now he's got to get the middle. Mesve, the Mora says, we have a question. Teshu Maza, when you do the spritz, Edu Maza lo agabe efer. You don't spritz on the ashes. Velo agabe gecholim, and you don't spritz on top of coals. Elachote gecholim, elach for elach. He moves the coals over. So I was wondering, maybe he, he actually moved him over before he went over, you know, like maybe he can move the coals to the side and then go through the middle. But at any rate, he moves the coals to the side and he does it on the empty space. So, um... Yeah, he is. This, this part is the top. Oh, so but the, 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 the first... Like the, the bullseye, the the bullseye yeah. That's right. So, uh, but uh, this seems to imply... The, in the middle, I guess you would have the coals there. So this is this can't be the middle. Al Sheila He says it means the part which is empty. You find an empty spot to dip to the That's like a clear spot. Tanya Where is this spot? He says it's in the northern part. Rabbi says beside you, it's in the southern area, a southern spot. Uh, now, what's the argument? Marsavar piska koi. Um, he holds the uh, the opening is in the south. Umar Sabra Piska Which opening? Let's see. Opening of the curtains again? Yeah, where he was standing. Depending on where he was standing, that's where he would find this spot on the uh, Mizbeach. The uh, Kuliyama, but everybody agrees. Heka de Gamrina Matanos de Karnos Hasim Yaev. Wherever he ends up finishing the corners, that's where he's going to uh, do the application on the top. I'll gago on the roof of the corners. My time, from the place where he made the uh, sanctification of the corners, Sham Tiru, then he sanctifies the top. Okay, fine. So then, and now we're ready for the next part. And the next part is to take the leftover blood outside and pour it down the holy drain. Before we start down, let me ask one more question for you. <laughs> When uh, he was going into the Holy of Holies, remember he said had a special route to take going in. Mm-hmm. So does it work when he's coming out? Is he taking the same route back, or is it a little, little different now? Well, yeah, because now he's not going. He's going to the Mizbeach now. I know, so it's going to be a little different. So, uh, so if you look at this picture, for example, okay. so if he was going over here, so right. he had the menorah to deal with. And we say, if you go on this side, you might get the, the oil on the wall. If he's going over here, he had the table to deal with. But now, he's, he's, wherever he's going, he's, the Mizbeach's in the middle. So it's a, so it's a different route. It's a different route, yeah. Let's see, yeah. Just, uh, he, he was asking on the way out, is it the same as when he went into the Holy of Holies? And we're just trying to show him that, no, they, now he's going to the Mizbeach. In other words, when he went to the Holy of Holies, he was going towards the opening of the curtain. But on the way out, he's walking towards the Mizbeach, which is in the middle. Okay, as we move along here. So uh, now we're ready to take the blood and go 
out of the holy into the courtyard, into the, in the hechel. Um, so we said over there, Shirei Hadam, the leftover blood, it went into the western hole. De Omar Kra, how do you know you do that? It says, um, It says, pour it out. When you come out of the, the, the sanctuary, that would be the first um, drain hole on, on the, again, it's on the step leading up to the altar that you hit. Now, the, uh, the reg, the, this was the blood from the Mizbech Pinimi. This was the blood that was applied to the inner altar. Now, there were other bloods that were applied to the Mizbech Hachitzon the outer altar. So they each one had their own drain. Uh, so those bloods would be poured, al that would go to the south. So again, there are two different holes. One hole was from, depending on which, uh, which, where you were coming from. If you were coming from inside, you went to the, the, uh, the northern hole. And if you went to the other one, you went to the southern hole. It says there's a foundation for the altars. Yisodromius. That's the southern one. Yisodromius. Is it the southern one, or maybe it's the western one? We compare the getting off the ramp uh, to the going to the sanctuary. Just like when you get off the ramp, you pour the blood, it's, a, it's the closest hole. Uh, that's the western one. Also, when you do the pouring of the blood after you leave uh, the ramp, Basamaklo, you, you would go to the closer one. Which is the closer one for that? That's the southern one. Is that you said, drum? Do they have pictures of that? They do. Um, I'll pass You can You can look at it. He says, no, both of them were on the western side. Rishimi Yochai says, no, both of them were on the southern side. <laughs> so there's a debate about where, the, where these two holes, like, mm-hmm. uh, on two different areas, or were they both on the same spot, more or less? So Bishleim, Rishimi Kasabra, Yomun Forsh, we learn what it doesn't say from what it does say. El Rishim Ben Yochai, my time. How does he know that they were two different holes in those places? So I'm Rashi Kasabra, Piska Bedormkar. He says the opening was in the south. Tani Rishimi he says they were both in the southern, uh, southern uh, base. Now, the way to remember it is Mashku Gavri Lagavri. One group of rabbis convinced the other where the hole was. So, uh, there's an interesting thing here. Um, there's a, the the simon is a, just a memory thing that Gemara gives you. This was all done by heart. And trying to remember which rabbi agreed to which is always difficult. But what's unusual here is that um, you're, it's supposed to make it easy to remember once you know the simon. So the rabbi, the, the Moshe Gavr, Lagavri means one, ma- one rabbi convinced the other rabbis. Um, Tosos uh, argues here on what the simon is. It's very, uh, usually, it's usually everybody agrees on what the simon is. If you look on the second Tosos, Moshe Gavri Lagavra, Perakes Makoman, Isanami, the Goris Rashi Hasam, Zevazayus, they both agree it's the Western one. Rashi says, Talmud Rabbi Shmuel Shehem Rabim, the majority convinced Rabbi Shem Ben Yochai to their point. Velo Nehira, he doesn't agree. He has a whole different uh, take on who, who convinced who of what. <laughs> so it's, even the, even the simon, the memory device, isn't so simple about who in the end agreed to what in this argument about where the two drain holes were mm-hmm. on the mizbeach. Yeah. 
So now we keep on going, and we said the blood goes underground, and it gets mixed together underground. Even though there are two holes, they both go through the same uh, drainage, and they go to the amma, to the, uh, to the well underground, and they went out. And we said that the farmers have to pay if they want to use that water that has the blood in it, which is really um, uh, was very good for farming. So I, I want to say not only because blood has nutrients in it, but because it had the blessing of the Mizbeach. Mm. So who wouldn't want to have Mizbeach water, you know, to farm with? So, but they were supposed to... The French have a name for that with their wine, how the wine vineyard, Uh the plant itself, is um, Kabbalistically matched with the dirt that it grows in. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I forgot the name of it, though. Wine connoisseurs will know what it is. I see. Uh-huh. So you want to match it with the, with the uh, Mizbeach water. So the question here uh, is, we, seemed, we said in the Mishnah that they have to pay for that water, and if they don't, they're guilty of stealing from the temple. And the word for stealing is called me'ilah. Right? So that's what we said in the Mishnah. So uh, the question here, Tan Rabbana, Rabbis learned, Malamidamin, Diviravim. If somebody was to have a value, would steal this fertilizer, he would be guilty of, of me'ilah, which is a very severe sin. Uh, that's what Rameir and Shimon say. They say, no, ain't mole man. You're not mole. Uh, it, it's not a sin of me'ilah if you were to take it without paying for it. So now we have a new argument here. Wait, what's he calling it, though? He's, he's saying it's not that, but he's not saying what it is. Uh, so now the more is going to explain. Ad kan lo pligi The whole argument is, is it totally okay to take it without paying? Or not. It's a, the, but he wants to uh, say that, that it's a rabbinic, it's a uh, question was whether the rabbis decreed that you have to pay for this or not. But minah Torah, clearly you wouldn't be guilty. Why? Uh, and we're going to explain. Uh, but basically the, the rule is that once a service is finished, you're no longer a mole. In other words, if you were to take something when it's being uh, used in the service, then you'll be guilty. But after the service, technically, it's just waste, waste, right? So even though it's not nice to take temple property or whatever, but it's not the same thing. So the question here is mid Rabbanin. Really, they are saying it's hefker. That sign along is hefker once it goes in the drain. Minatora, Minatora, it's hefker. The rabbi said it. So that's the debate between the two. Now, if, is there a difference whether it's, if it is ra- rabbinic, is there a difference between rabbinic mila and Torah mila? So there is a Rashi here, El Rabbanan, Rashi Mandor, You'd have to pay back the temple. If they caught you taking it, you'd have to pay him for it. A Torah uh, you have to add the fifth. Uh, since it's only Rabbanan, you wouldn't add the fifth. Rashi throws that in. Okay, back to the mark. So, where do we know this from? That um, uh, that it's temple property. Uh, so Omer Ula Omakra, the pasuk says lechem, this blood's for you. Shelechem Yuhei, it belongs to you. It belongs to the temple. Um, that, uh, that therefore somebody has to pay for it. He says that it's for kapora, um, and th- therefore uh, the whole idea was to bring atonement, not to cause trouble over here for some. Yeah. Actually, I wonder if lechem means you're allowed to use it. In other words, the Torah says lechem, uh, that it's yours. It means there's no me'ila, you can, you, you're allowed to take the leftover blood. Rav Shimon says, 
Rabbi Yochanan says, Omakra hu levado. It says, ahu. It says, it emphasizes it. Lifnei kapara kala'acha kapara. It compares before you atone to after you atone. My la'acha kapara, just like when you're done, you're not mol. Ach lifnei kapara ain bomila. He wants to say, even if you, even before you spritzed, if for some reason you benefited from it, you wouldn't be mo. Uh, well, I don't understand why not. It, it didn't get used yet. Because the pasta compares the, it's a, it compares the afterwards to the before. So it's comparing it in, in this halacha, that just like afterwards we typically are not mo, it's telling you the before that you're not mo. Then when, when would you be no, I guess in the blood you wouldn't. That, that's what it's saying. Uh, in, in other words, you, you can't be more the blood at any time? Yeah. I mean, the truth is, when you think about it, yeah. Hashem gave us blood to atone, so it wouldn't be good if that same blood you can get in much in a big trouble for. <laughs> you know, like you, you happen to borrow a drop of blood for something, or yeah. uh, and then now that you were trying to say you're sorry, and now you're in big trouble because you... Uh, so he's saying it was given for kapara. So it could be that the din of mila is on regular materials and construction, but this, which is the whole thing, is for atonement. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't want to make it so sensitive that you could, uh, by mistake, uh, get into more trouble. I wonder why they wouldn't think that that's just a hope like the paradigm. That you're mole if you take, yeah. I, apparently there's an extra pasuk here, an extra word oh. that's... Uh, uh, but the Gemara says, why did you invent this svara to like, let him off the hook? Why didn't you go the other way? Maybe we're trying to say that afterward it's like before. Just like before you're in trouble. So um, maybe we could go either way. We know there's a comparison here to before and after. So why are you saying just like after the blood's okay, before the blood's okay? Go the other way. Say just like before the blood's not okay, maybe even after the blood's not okay. <laughs> so the Lord says that, that wouldn't be logical. You never find, once you do the mitzvah and you're done, that there's me'ila. In other words, once you're finished with something, you don't find that, that, that you're mole afterwards. And therefore, that's why we want to say logically that you're not mole over here uh, if you uh, benefit from this uh, blood that gets mixed in with the water. The Morris says, is that a true rule? Is that always true? If you remember, they used to use ashes to help a boo-boo or something. You know, Cohen got a burn, and so he grabbed some ashes. So you're not allowed to take the truma sedashin. So, But what do you mean? The ashes were already used. So you see that even things afterwards, there is a case where you did a mitzvah with something, and you're still not allowed to use it. So uh, we'll have to answer that question tomorrow.